world. We are Sarua and Sophia. We are honored that you're embarking this journey with us. Coming to you from across continents in early Sunday mornings. We are here to talk to you about life, love, self-worth, relationships, hardships, motivation, career, creativity, and everything in between. So make yourself comfortable, grab a cup of tea or coffee, and enjoy your early birth talk. Assalamu alaikum. Hi everyone. Hi. Assalamu alaikum. Hi Safiya. Alaikum salam rahmatullah. Hi Safiya. Hi Camilia. Hi everyone. Hello. It's that time of the month when we have a third voice, a third bird joining us for another talk. Only this time we have really special guests to wrap up our two months um, theme all about knowing oneself and reclaiming one's value. And for that, we have just the right person in. Right, Sophia? Yes, so I cannot believe it. It's seven months now almost that we started this journey and I would love to thank everyone who has just supported us through it all. Uh, I know our fans are few, but we are so lucky to have them. Like we really, really uh, thank you guys for listening to us, giving us your feedback. And as a gift for you, we have with us one special guest today to try and sum up like everything that we talked about and discussed and it will be Camilia. So <laughs> without further ado, I think Camilia, she just can introduce herself. Uh, so yeah. Hi, Hi Sophia and Selwa. Uh, well, first, I would like to thank you for your invitation to the Early Birth podcast series. And I just want to congratulate you for the amazing job. Thank you very much. You. It means a lot. Thank you for accepting the invitation. We are delighted to share this platform with you and to um, give you the chance to connect to our audience as well, because I'm sure this is going to be a great episode. Um, we were looking for it, forward for it for a long time, just needed the right subject for you. Awesome. <laughs> that's, so, that's so you know true, what? by the Let's just uh, jump right into it and um, maybe start with um, presenting yourself, Camilia, okay. if you'd like okay. to. So um, I'm Camilia, a simply passionate woman who enjoys building new projects and experimenting new activities, aiming to push my own limits and achieve more things in my life. So I'm, I'm currently the founder of Prosperitas Company, which is a company providing management consulting, soft skill training, and incentive services to corporates and individuals. Um, I, yeah, I spark joy enabling teams and individuals to achieve their professional goals uh, by mastering their management skills, soft skills, and leadership. And I'm also involved in training young aspiring entrepreneurs to develop their uh, business skills from defining their needs to pitch in their projects. And in nine, yeah, and in 2015, I founded a social project called Skills Motion, helping young job seekers stand out from the crowd by enhancing their self-marketing and communication competencies, and by producing catchy video resumes to attract employers. Okay, that was 
Yeah, amazing start, an amazing start but we're just gonna have to stop you there and <laughs> break this down into a lot of um divided pieces because there are a lot of things that you said right there that are really interesting um go ahead Safiya. i know you've got a question already <laughs> here's the thing uh the first time i met camellia i think we met uh at a big big convention i think it was related to social enterprise at that time and she already was working on skills motion the idea was really nice and she was pitching it in front of us but she has she just and she just said it now she sparks joy actually so her work is not just to help you with creatively uh have this great resume and video resume but it's also to help you be proud and happy about what you do mm. is that is that correct camelia yeah sure absolutely <laughs> that's interesting so ex let's take a few step backs and try to understand first how you started out this entire journey um, before you got here and before you got to being the person you are today so maybe walk us through your first steps um let's say academically and professionally in life okay yeah mm -hmm. uh actually i um let's start from uh, 2000 when i obtained my bachelor degree of mathematical sciences and after that i spent two years of preparatory classes at least in rabat morocco And then I joined the engineering school OHTP, which called the Hassania uh, School for, uh, for Public Works, and, um, and to study civil engineer for three years. And uh, then I obtained my civil engineering diploma. But um, uh, speaking about my childhood, I grew up uh, in a family um, of, uh, com composed of my mother and two sisters. My parents got Uh, divorced when I was six years old and so I grew up with my mother and two sisters in Rabat and Alhamdulillah I was always among the top five students at school <laughs> and I was involved in theater and craft art activities as well as ballet or what we call classical dances courses and um, yes <laughs> um, yeah Wait, am I getting this correct? So you started engineering, but you ended up doing engineering. Engineering at the same time, you started doing arts and ballet. Wow. Um, yeah, in during my elementary uh, school uh, stage, yes, I was like involved in theater and uh, ballet courses as well. Yeah. Wow, so really? that was uh, It's quite an ambitious path, <laughs> let's say, both in, uh, you know, academic, academic career and, um, and side activities, because ballet, come on, um, <laughs> <laughs> we know how much it takes, but somehow, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like the more you're busy, the more you can take on uh, activities and harder activities, I feel like once you hit some point and uh, some level of um, achievement and a rhythm in your life you can still um, you know put in even more but it just has to be in a different field so that you're at the same time doing something different and feeling like your focus is shifted into something different but still um, Uh, serious enough, maybe, <laughs> let's say, um, that it, it can actually take all of your focus away because if it's not, then I don't know. Do you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, I, I, I'm a person who, 
who love building new things like who who love just um who just love arts and creativity and whether it's mm-hmm. whether it's in technical sector like engineering or in like uh, hobbies or passion like ballet or like painting for example so Uh, I always like to discover and experiment to new things. Uh, it helped me dive more inside myself and discover new things and push my own limits and and like just like a travel, like a travel, like uh, something you you discover but um, you feel like you no, you are not. Um, I'm I'm sorry, I lost my words. <laughs> But okay. yeah, <laughs> it's just like when you when you are traveling abroad and you are discovering new cultures. But sometimes when you are experimenting new things, you are diving inside and traveling to discover more things about yourself and to connect more with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That, totally. I, at the first time I met her, um, so I was still a student. And I met her, and I was like, "So, what do you do?" And that time, like, you define yourself by by what you're doing. <laughs> and I remember asking Camelia, "Ah, oh, so Camelia, what are you doing?" And she was like, "I was an engineer. I just quit a few months ago, and I'm building up my own uh, business." And I was like, "What? Excuse me, you are an engineer, and you gave up your job to start something in a very different field." That was really inspiring mm. at that time. <laughs> yeah, that really shook my grounds. Yeah, actually, I worked for. 10 years as a project manager like in both public and private sectors and I collaborated with local and international stakeholders and I had to manage like teams of mainly men uh, engineers and staff from different Mm -hmm. stakeholders and we implemented like more than 30 construction projects in Morocco. So how is the shift actually going from how do you go from that and then you decide to actually do entrepreneurship and maybe at the beginning even social entrepreneurship mm-hmm. actually si- since my first job and more precisely in 2008 uh, i was always thinking of building my own business maybe because i had that need of um, building something new from scratch or instead of being part of projects that involve too many stakeholders and not having the power to change decisions Or um, maybe because I had that passion of designing, sketching, etc. And I just wanted to craft a new concept and challenge myself. But I remember that mm. in 2009, I attended a workshop to learn more about NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic mm-hmm. Programming, uh, which is like a physical, mm-hmm. psychological approach to involve analyzing strategies used by successful individuals and applying them. To reach a personal goal and I remember a very simple but deep exercise which consisted of taking a big piece of paper and listing all what I want to achieve in my life and all my dreams even if I'm sure they are impossible to be a reality and this was a life-changing mm-hmm. activity for me actually I felt that I made my first step toward a happier and fruitful life And till now, I can reopen that list and realize that I achieved many of those dreams, even if I forgot that they were mentioned in the list. And mm. uh, then mm. I started to develop a big interest in personal development, communication and soft skills. And especially during at work, I realized that communication and soft skills are one of the big keys to lead technical projects to success. 
And to nourish this interest, mm-hmm. I joined more and more workshops and got certified as an NLP practitioner. And uh, on the other hand, working with uh, American agency called MCC, which is Millennium Challenge Corporation, allowed me to be nominated to join an international program called IVLP, which is an international visitors leadership program. And it consisted of visiting five uh, U.S. states in 20 days, like uh, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Chicago, uh, Akron, and uh, New York. And we we met with inspiring leaders and successful uh, organizations. And it was one of the key, uh, the turning points in my life. When I came back, I decided to turn my passion for building infrastructure into building something new uh, in my community. That's great. MashaAllah. Mm-hmm. That's very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, MashaAllah. There is one thing I would like to stop at. Um, you talked about the list you made mm-hmm. back in 2008, I guess. It's like yeah. a manifestation <laughs> or a vision list um, for, for your life. Yeah. Um, mm. Do you now... Um, yes kind of update that list because I guess it's been more than 10 years so maybe you've got new ideas new ambitions and in your life so do you make it as a ritual right now to yeah dream even bigger yes Uh, yes actually I I I, like each uh, December I start my uh, like updating my vision board and uh, try to make a new list of dreams but I I always keep mm. the first list like it's very precious for me like it's very it's getting old but I I really enjoy reopening it uh, and I'm laughing in some like uh, like by re- when I read some of the dreams and uh, I just um, feel the surprise when I see other dreams that came through like sometimes like very very subhanallah like just like this power of written mm. is something uh, like um, like emerges are like when you start writing things you start your first step toward reality so that brings us actually to the next questions uh we'd love me and Salwa. we'd love to think of your path as the as the path less traveled not everyone around us does this a big big jump we see it as really huge jump and so you're Mm -hmm. saying that the first step actually was planning it right writing it down if i get you is that correct yeah Yes, yes. And, and uh, from where did you get the, the power, the energy or the courage to switch careers? How did it happen? Um, actually, I love discovering new paths and I felt that I'm not the right person for a nine to five job. <laughs> uh, mm. but, but on the other hand, I was inspired by my previous supervisor. Uh, who left his mm-hmm. job and launched his own company. And then he started launching many, many companies and endeavors. And I think when you have a role model who is successful in what you are dreaming of, you are more motivated mm-hmm. to step forward to achieving your dream. I think this is mm-hmm. very important. So who are your role models? Let's, let us, if you had to name, I don't know, three of them, for instance. Um, I, 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 one of my role models was my, my, like my previous supervisor, as I said, because we had the same path and I feel mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm following his path, pathway in, in some ways, but, uh, speaking about like 
famous role models. I like Ahmed Shoukiri. I I I I really appreciate this this leader. I feel like he's a leader. And um, what else? Um, one of my I think I'm inspired by Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Even if I'm not following all his steps, but. Sometimes you you just when you just learn more and more about his life and how he led it, sometimes uh, especially when you are on your like we're very down and you feel depressed, you can just uh, you can just repeat some of the verses and and uh, relate to him in some some of the, some difficult some difficult uh, moments in his life. Mm. That's very powerful. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Truly powerful. Can we just take a moment to digest it all? Exactly. Just uh, <laughs> sinking. Yeah. Wow, that's really inspiring. Um, for for the editing, we'll put on, we'll put on some birds chirping. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and just yeah. that. <laughs> so, yeah. That's great. Um, I think, Camilia, like we are just going to go practical uh, for a bit now. I think you've done coaching a lot. You've been consul consulting with other people and so on. So the first step, according to you, would be to start a vision board. I heard you mention this and it's really sparked something inside of my head. And second, you have to find a role model. Is that true? So mm -hmm. would yeah, you absolutely. recommend a third step or a fourth step? towards achieving yes if i have one advice like to in in that point is that that to learn by practicing and not spend so much time and waste time with theoretical um thinking if i can say it uh, because when you try when you do field work you start learning from your if, if we speak for example about business you use, you are learning from your potential customers you are learning something that is real and this is one of the mistakes i made in my first steps toward this journey of entrepreneurship so i was a civil engineer so if you want to build something a project you should spend like 6 to 12 months doing uh like uh, studies and so on and then you start implementing your project but in entrepreneurship journey it's totally different you should try and try and learn from what you are trying and learn from your field work and not uh, just doing your homework uh, in papers and uh, neglecting what customers may need actually like i can give you like a, a small example because uh, beside my consulting and coaching uh, activity, I started making like corporate gifts because I wanted to challenge myself providing a product as a businesswoman and not just providing services. I felt that services are not touchable I, and I wanted to challenge myself with a touchable product. So uh, I started making a new concept of corporate gifts and I made a very creative catalog and so on and so on and in February of like three years ago I went uh, and uh, tried to connect to many potential customers and suggested my catalog and guess what all what they need for example in the International Day of Women in like March 8th all what they needed is like jewelry not something else it's just like 
those gold bracelets because everyone wants to get that like golden bracelet you know and all my creative catalog was like was like <laughs> like zero point you know so uh, yeah, I felt gold. like, yeah, it was not gold, <laughs> it was not yeah. that shiny. So I felt like maybe I could not waste all that time making shooting videos, shooting photos, mm. making catalog, uh, like uh, studying on pricing, uh, looking for suppliers and all that stuff. Maybe I, sh- I could get the answer just from connecting to those mm. potential customers before mm. designing my product. So this is something very important. Mm. Like when you start a business, maybe what you think people are need, they need, maybe it's not the, mm. the real need. I see what you mean. But at the same time, how do people know what they need if they're not presented what they might need? <laughs> yes, I, I, I think that was good. Like uh, my catalog was like my business card. It helped me uh, show that I'm a creative yeah. person. I can do something creative. I can do creative packaging and so on. So it helped me uh, mm-hmm. in some way. But I could yeah. better manage my planning by doing those, like by arranging those meetings before starting to craft mm. my catalog so so yes i think uh, i ended up by providing yeah. like gold bracelets <laughs> mm. but yeah <laughs> yeah with with my own touch mm. of packaging <laughs> that's yeah. true uh, speaking of golden jewelry <laughs> gifts i i know a lot of people who choose their their employer or their workplace based on that actually based <laughs> on the corporate gifts Yeah. yeah, yeah. Here in Morocco, I don't know if it's a thing there in France, but here in Morocco, I have friends who tell me this. And I have friends who are ready to quit and go to another job just because of the gifts. <laughs> well, so yeah. um, I think we don't have the, <laughs> the culture of <laughs> g- g- corporate gifts to start with, so they're not that many. This year, it was the first time we had for the new year, but... Um, You know, it was a cup of cheese and it was really cool and fun, but that's it. But it was never the case before, so yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. learning something here. <laughs> yeah, but I think we're preparing something for the early birds. There, There's something cooking, actually. <coughs> yeah, it's like giveaways. All right, let me come back to one point you talked about. You said at some point that you realized So those were several things that inspired you. You were talking about your vision board, the inspiration, um, the people who are kind of sort of models and are inspirational for you. But there was also the things that you maybe felt like um, worked less for you, such as the 95 um, rhythm or day-to-day work, the maybe corporate work, maybe the fact that you were an employee rather than the employer, the head of whatever. So uh, maybe there are also, I guess, um, factors that tell you, well, this is not exactly your your spot. And I wonder how you, when you're in the midst of it all, how you actually realize that something is not working for you. Do you have some sort of um, self-meeting ritual or something like that you do when you know okay right now we're gonna um Salua, I, I, I are you looking are we looking for red flags here or just how you get 
to know. Okay. Yeah, for instance, it could be that, but it, all in all, it, get, it goes back and goes down to connection with yourself and how do you know that something is working for you or not? Oh yes, please tell mm. us. Actually, actually, it was easy for me. Like I, uh, I, I started my job uh, at the fisheries department at a project manager, which is a public sector. Mm. And after four years, I moved to Seide. If you know Seide, consulting engineering and development company, like it's one of the top uh, studied uh, company in Morocco. And uh, th- this this was le- like a, a very big challenge for me because everyone was saying, no, you are working for ministry, you have a, like a very, uh, you have a public position, like, you know, mm-hmm. like when you are employee in, in, in a public sector, like you should not miss that opportunities, you know, yeah. but for me, it doesn't mean anything. It didn't mean anything for me because I just wanted to develop myself, mm-hmm. like to develop. To develop my skills and I felt that it's okay and it's done for the public sector I should experiment a, a private sector mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. after say day I was uh, invited to join the o- project owner of the project I was involved in in at say day so I joined the t- management team of the project owner which was the Millennium Challenge Corporation and it was it was a, 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 a compact like a program of five years and I joined them in the last two years and a half mm. so I knew that that the project will end in to, uh, 2014 you know mm-hmm. I I knew that and it it helped me schedule the first step toward like uh, launching my own business mm. so it wasn't uh, something I reflected on like deeply or yeah like for me it was so easy like I will finish that on 2014 and then I will try uh, launching my own project. So it was like that. So, yeah, yeah, it was so easy for me. Like, you know, but Mm. but it's like you had a deadline, but you saw it as a sign to take the the leap. Absolutely. But absolutely, yes. Encore faut-il be aware of the (laughs) fact that it's a sign, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sure, true, true, yeah, so true. Wow. That's really impressive to give yourself a deadline and just respect it and then launch it. Uh, but there's something about entrepreneurship that I really want to know. So how did it feel when you were just like all by yourself, starting fresh on a new path and a new journey? Mm-hmm. So what was your feeling then? Uh, yeah, speaking about like loneliness. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, I think yeah, it, it was very hard at the beginning. Uh, I started like I started the 2015 with a program uh, based in uh, Casablanca, which called Arab Women Entrepreneurship Program. It was a training uh, only for women. Uh, it helped me with like more technical like technical tips and strategies like to launch my business but entrepreneurship is a lonely journey especially if you choose to become a solopreneur like I did mm. like you know when I was an employee I had very satisfying salaries I didn't care about my bank account it was like a battery that recharges at the beginning of every month <laughs> I could get tasks done by just by supervising I could connect to any stakeholder or potential partner just with the 
with just a phone call, you know, yeah. I could get a driver and a car for my travels and etc. But as an entrepreneur, you are losing all this prestige, you know, <laughs> and you should rely on yourself after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every action and every single task mm. from like strategic planning, accountability to emptying your office trash, you know, yeah. <laughs> like everything you should do it by like cloniness for me was like the hardest parts mm. of the entrepreneur's lifestyle but paradoxically once you achieve a goal or like when you close a deal with the customer it amplifies your self-satisfaction you know mm-hmm. like you feel i did it like <laughs> i did it by my own like yeah, you know crazy. so to overcome yeah to overcome it like i'm just trying to keep in touch with like-minded minded people and we exchange our experiences and fears and tips on how to progress Okay. Yes. Note to self. I see. So, right. So speaking of which, <laughs> how do you keep yourself accountable? Mm-hmm. Good question. <laughs> Actually, like mm. it's as simple as that. I'm I'm just practicing a journaling habit. Uh, I buy a note, new mm-hmm. notebook, a new beautiful notebook. You know, <laughs> each end of December, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I really t- take care of the design of this notebook and how. It is smooth and how the pen is like written smooth and you know (laughs) and start designing my yearly (laughs) yeah it's as simple as that you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I try to design my yearly vision board uh, my yearly and monthly goals and then I plan my daily activities and try to review them but like to improve my accountability I'm actually like I would love to have someone who became to become like my accountability partner because i'm reading this technique in like a lot of books and i think that it's good to have like someone else to review with you like your goals yes um doing this podcast with safia um i always think it would have never lasted this long if you weren't you know two people because there's always someone else to be there and be like yeah. did you did you do it did you do this um did you put on the episode um and vice versa you know and <laughs> yeah that that's the accountability person um. partner you're talking about and um it is not easy to find i guess because it has to be don't s- make me cry <laughs> <laughs> no but it has to be someone with the same fair amount of uh, ambition and um exigence and um mm-hmm. so yeah I, I i i see what you mean i feel you but it could maybe also be i've heard of this kind of um monthly meeting be- between entrepreneurs or you know people like mm-hmm. like-minded people who share their goals or their mm-hmm. business goals but there's also some uh, counselor or someone who's professional also to um, coordinate the groups and what they do is work on it's, it's like their monthly meeting to see how their month went on if they achieved their goals what went wrong what's there to be worked on what's the skill they need etc etc so it's they have nothing to do with each other business wise professionally wise mm-hmm. but they're all like-minded people and same type of profile so that could also be in mm. another way of, mm. of doing it, maybe. Uh, Interesting. Can I ask you a question, mm-hmm. Camilla? 
Um, last time I attended to a meeting of the sort was really years ago. Yeah. So I don't know, how's the landscape in Morocco for women, for entrepreneurship? Is it uh, frequent? Like, do you guys get together easily? Do you fi- Did you find the community easily or you are connecting like remotely with another one? Uh, did you speak about like women entrepreneurs or like uh, an experience of a woman entrepreneur like with the ecosystem of business? Just to... Uh, to Uh, the, the connection mm-hmm. like more of the connection because you said that there's a feeling of loneliness mm-hmm. and then you have meetings once a month or something uh, so I just wanted to know how is the support system going is it available uh, actually like I was doing it uh, like on my own like uh, when I was involved in some entrepreneurship programs like uh, specifically like international like I, I, I was involved in the impact program which, which was a program gathering entrepreneurs from Germany, from Egypt, from Tunisia, Algeria and Morocco so it was like a very big network and uh, we try to keep in touch for example sometimes like you find some some entrepreneurs who come to morocco and then we try to like to meet each other even with moroccan entrepreneurs and so on so we try mm. to do it with our like with our own, own way um uh, like during the first two years of entrepreneurship i tried to be involved in those business networkings etc etc but i felt that most of them was a waste of time because mm. um, networking mm-hmm. wasn't that efficient you know um, sometimes if you can do it your own way it's getting it's, it's better and that's like that's from my own experience i'm i'm not judging anyone but yeah i i felt like a freestyle meeting was very efficient yeah. and very fruitful for me i see um Now that you're talking about how you keep yourself accountable and how you check check up on yourself every year, I'm thinking maybe we could um, we could have like a vision board session. We always wanted to do this with Safiya over on the show, um, talk about vision board, morning rituals, mm-hmm. etc. But we could have one at the end of the year, especially that 2020 was pretty hectic, and have a workshop here yeah. on board, the podcast <laughs> of how to make your with my board pleasure. For That would be really great. Yeah, sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm in. Mm. Okay, here's a... Here's Let's a... do a webinar. <laughs> yeah, a webinar, <laughs> inshallah. Why not? We Here's a, a secret. for Right before quarantine and COVID and all of that happened, I sat down and I wrote a list like the one you were talking about but this time it was kind of different I'm a, I'm a list person I always write lists that's nothing new but this time I imagined what if I um, I was about to die mm-hmm. in let's say some six months and so what are the things I absolutely want to do in this next six months that I cannot go mm-hmm. on by not doing and I wrote down several things A lot of which I always thought I could do lighter and at some point in my life or when I get older or whatever. And then I realized that we're one of the things I really wanted to do right away and it was top priority. And this podcast was part of that, actually. It's very funny how just writing it down yeah. made me realize that, yeah, it's now, not later. So yeah, I, I, you, yeah, I, you inspired me something I would like to add. Like, you know, this year was very special. special year and speaking about like like 
like uh, designing your vision board like um I've seen many people who uh, are posting, for example, on Facebook or in social media generally uh, at the end of each December that, yeah, I achieved five goals, I achieved 20 goals and so on and so on. And, and, and for me, like this year, I learned a lot of the 2020, um, for example, for the, the 2020 goals like I designed, I feel like they are all uh, like they are all not suitable for that year, you know. But something we uh, we we neglect mm. is the feeling yeah. of being grateful of what we have already. So this year for me was the year to learn how mm. to take time to be grateful for what we have, uh, especially in those funny moments where we were all in quarantine and I should learn how to make cheese from milk that I have on refrigerator, for example, <laughs> just because I couldn't go out and buy cheese. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> yes, and I should be so creative to do it by my own. So <laughs> That's like <nice>. it. <laughs> And how did it turn out? So, yeah, so... I'm curious. So maybe it's, like, it's good to design vision boards. It's good to build your goals. It's good to do all that stuff. But we should remember that uh, there is a power, power that is, like, bigger than what we what we can think about. And maybe even if we plan and design our path... It's, it's not that that the like mm-hmm. the most important thing in life the most important thing in life is just to better connect with ourselves better discover things and just be grateful of what we have mm-hmm. um i don't know but like it was like like mm-hmm. a small reflection that i, I wanted to share that. with you now yeah. Yeah. i i agree yeah i agree with all what you said i mean we are all here to do list freaks and organization freaks we love to have a clear strategy for what's coming and kind of control everything that's coming our way and to be honest 2020 i learned too to be grateful not just grateful but to be able to contribute with what i have and this podcast is our contribution to to the world me and selwa this is how we see it we see it as something to help it wouldn't have happened if we were not confined to be honest and we've learned how gandhi would say how to gently shake the world uh just with mm-hmm. what you have and you can just improvise and you can just work so yeah we, so true yeah we learned a lot in 2020 yeah. i think this is the year to be mm-hmm. honest for after all reason. yeah it's for sure yeah <laughs> you're, you're so right camelia because i feel like you know the first feeling i felt like i had to uh, lean into when everything started out and you know i was locked in all by my own and all of that and it was kind of stressful at the beginning i thought mm-hmm. surrender it was the answer. I was really praying, praying very deeply every night because it was like, God, just tell us what it, what is it, what is it, what is it that we have to do right now? And mm-hmm. I realized nothing, just surrender to what's happening. And somehow that was the push to being exactly what you have, where you have to be, or being what you have to be, and doing what you have to do rather than controlling and over planning over yeah yes which is usually what yes, i do because yes uh, over controlling <laughs> um, yeah, is like me. the uh, what's like most of entrepreneurs and like people who try to be perfect like are suffering from and like besides that we should like develop 
our resilience as well like in times in difficult times like developing your resilience help you like overcome the challenges with like a peaceful way <laughs> and and without mm-hmm. any without like you know <laughs> trying to be more resilient trying to accept yourself and accept the limits as well Mm-hmm. Great. Um, um, we we can't complain. Me and Selwa, yeah, in the same way, we cannot complain. We were uh, we were we are working like in structures, so we're not entrepreneurs. But how did you manage the confinement? I mean, the world stops, and as you said, there's nothing that's going to upgrade your bank account at the end of mm-hmm. the month. So how did you mentally prepare for this? How how was the challenge? Uh, are you speaking about this year or the whole journey in entrepreneurship? I mean, the whole journey and this year in particular. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, like, like, like when I was in, the, in, like in my last position as an employee, so I, I, I did a, like what we call a saving plan. So I tried to have a, save, a saving plan and like to help me survive like the first years as you know like as an entrepreneur you should rely on your savings especially if you want to bootstrap your business um it's very hard if you didn't uh, think about it before like I-, i see many students who want to start their own business and i think that it's very hard like to go forward and without a saving plan or without an investment uh, investment plan and i want to think to like to discuss about it later um for this year specifically um mm. i like uh, i didn't have um a strategy like during my december um during my December strategic planning, I didn't make a risk plan, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. This year I realized that, yeah, when I was managing like projects, construction proje- projects, I was always thinking about, thinking about like risk plan. But with my own company, I didn't think about it, like, um, like to do it like uh, in more formal way, and like with Excels and with like studying it and studying all the risks and, Like I, th- it's a thing I uh, that I learned this year. Like, for each year, I should uh, take time to develop my risk plan. Mm. Uh, something I learned, like newly re- learned this year. <laughs> wow. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Great. Um, you were talking about how you keep yourself accountable, and um, and we were wondering how. Do you feel today, when where you ended up today and what you're doing today, how all of your childhood experiences and learnings actually affect your current journey? And your um, journey? I'm sorry, I didn't get your question. Can you just repeat it, please? I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. Um, so we were wondering, um, so you were talking a lot about accountability, mm-hmm. um, yes. which, which are all, um, you know, soft skills maybe or um or hard skills actually for that for that sake that you learn sometimes in early age sometimes maybe later on Mm -hmm. um and just to link that to what you were saying at the beginning that when you were a child you did a lot of activities um let it be arts or ballet etc how did that actually help you be what you are today and 
what are the learnings that you feel like you got mm -hmm. from your childhood that affect actually your current journey? I see. Uh, um, actually, like I grew up in a family where arts and creativity were a familiar topic. You know, <laughs> I was involved in theater, craft arts, and ballet with the, the uh, uh, Russian Cultural Center in Rabat. So the most valuable thing I learned from my ballet and classical dance experience was the importance of scheduling and time management. You know, <laughs> because like I had uh, daily trainings. And the daily trainings required a lot of planning and commitment in order to be successful both in ballet and my studies. Every minute of the day was for me very valuable. And wow. uh, on the other hand, I learned persever uh, that perseverance is also a key to success. So I had to overcome all these technical challenges in, during uh, dance courses to present the best show to the public. and. Uh, and if I can speak about like a third skill, I can relate to it. Uh, it is how to lead a team just by dancing and without communicating with verbal messages, you know. Mm. <laughs> it's something that helped me like to realize that uh, communicating is not just with verbal words, but it requires a lot of efforts and a lot of leadership. Mm. I see. Um, so, so you were leading meetings right after with words and before you were not using words. So that explains why yeah. you are really a good manager, I think, because you were <laughs> leading teams way before without even talking. And alhamdulillah, mashallah, when you had your job, uh, I think the first one in the pri private sector, you were doing a great job because that's something you learned, right? Mm. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Mashallah. Mm. And that's when you realize, <laughs> that's when you say, Oh, thank God I did that when I was a child. After all, it wasn't just uh, yeah. hard work yeah. and maybe waste of time when other children Yes, were, absolutely. You know, yeah, absolutely. Back and relaxing. Yeah. Shout out to all our parents who pushed us for all the extra activities yes. and, and helped us build. Yes. Um, thank you for that. For sure. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. who's your number one supporters? Supporter, speaking of which, uh, speaking of family, um, mm -hmm. it's my family and like particularly my mother. Like she, she devoted her life to grow us, my sisters and me, and to see mm -hmm. us happy and successful. Actually, she was the one who pushed me to start my ballet classes, and she supported me like in bad and good times. Like may Allah keep her in good health. Mm -hmm. I mean. <laughs> Uh, I think she, she she should definitely be proud of you, mashallah. Thank you. You've shifted a lot. You've changed a lot of things in this yeah. world. Honestly. Thank you so much. You've impacted my life, to be honest. <laughs> Thank you so much. Of the entire crew, you know, whenever I go to Camilla's house, I always go out with plenty of ideas and a lot of books to read. <laughs> and I love that. It's like, um, it's like you go, you take this ship, you go some other place where time and space are not very important. You feel like it's out of time and you dive into a conversation and it's, I was always the youngest. So I was kind of, you know, not mm -hmm. totally in the conversation. That was amazing because I would just watch out and take in like a sponge every everything else. And it was really, really very inspiring. Gotta say, Camilla, Thank you. I, you, you've always been one of the inspirational people for me when I grew up. This is, uh, and I don't have many. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That is true. There's 
there's one more thing there's one more thing i think we need to highlight so we've been talking about camelia mm-hmm. and she's managing masculine teams and she's being like this really hard-working woman for those who don't know her or don't know you she's she does it with a very peaceful feminine energy like <laughs> there's no confrontation it's all smooth like a ballet dance now i understand everything <laughs> no. now i got it i got the full picture <laughs> thank you for this kind words thank you clarify this <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, talking about childhood and family and talking about your schedule right now, I think it's kind of really overbooked so, somehow. So how do you take time for yourself? Do you schedule time with yourself, like as you said, uh, that every minute is important of the day? And how do you take care of yourself? Uh, <laughs> actually, I suffer from not taking time like to relax and so on. Like I am always in a rush, like Lubna <laughs> Seria. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, like since I switched my career, I started living a minimalist lifestyle. Like, I'm not that much into spa fashion or makeup or those things. <laughs> so. But to recharge my batteries, I practice a new art activity or just say go for traveling. Mm. Like, each year I try to arrange one or two trips abroad to discover, like, new things and experiment new activities. Uh, I love paragliding, diving, mm. and kayaking like those are my favorite sports or activities and that's it like travel is my big passion and that's my own way to take care of myself wow. that might be very helpful for us Selwa we are kind of hard working too and always on, on, the on the run and there's something always happening somewhere yeah yeah maybe we should plan some retreats or something <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah. come back to you Camilla for suggestions but your activities they sound so about like a lot of risk taking i mean paragliding mm. wow yeah that takes a lot of mental strength yes i did it in 2018 in olu oh. which is a, a very beautiful place in the south of turkey and it is one of the most beautiful uh, places to do paragliding because you are jumping from a mountain which is like 2000 mm. meter uh, miles uh, so so it um it was like a very okay. unique experience for me wow. Um, nice. I wanted to say two things, but I felt like I forgot one of them. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to say two things, but I forgot one of them. It's okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's actually nearly the end of our show already. I, oh my god, I cannot know how did time go by so fast. I guess mm-hmm. these conversations—that's what happens when it's a good conversation. Um, but to wrap it up, um, how about? Mm-hmm. Let's do it this way. Since we talked a lot about childhood and, and family today, um, what would you tell your youngest self if you had to give her an advice? What would it be? Mm. Yeah. Um, for me, like it's like I I would like I would like to stress on three points. Like actually, the first one is develop your soft skills as early as possible especially like communication and problem solving and planning and grow your leadership and resilience like make it a yearly plan make it as a development plan and start as early as possible the second thing is about networking and the importance of networking, especially in you, if you want to become an entrepreneur, because you cannot close deals without knowing people before. If they don't trust you, they will never, never 
trust you by closing a deal with you. I closed a lot of deals just because I was collaborating with that or that company and they trust me. And that's why they could trust me even in that or that deal. So, you know, as early as possible, try to join inspiring networks and and always give to receive. Don't expect just to receive from those networks and just don't wait until you need them to join them. Join them before. And uh, for me, the third advice, um, which is very important, like start learning how to invest your money and make your own investment plan as early as possible. When we are like so young, uh, we, like it's really uh, where we can find someone who can advise us, like start to make your savings, try to invest them. Even if they are like a small amount, try to invest. Maybe your like your $3 weekly coffee, if you can save it like for like your five years of studies, maybe you can do something once you are graduated. And don't think more, don't think about buying stuff and makeup and fashion and all that stuff. I used to spend a lot of money on clothes, for example, when I was employee. Because I was manager, I should like change my clothes every like day. I should uh, be on, like uh, that much on fashion and so on. So I should be like uh, presentable and all that yeah. stuff and tra la la. Mm. But you know, if, if I could style. make. Mm. Yes, like a like business outfit and so on. But after that, I felt like I spent a lot of money. I, I, I remember days that I spent like $500 in one day just on like uh, some small stuff. And maybe if I was aware of the importance of saving and investments, and even if when, when I started entrepreneurship, I lost a lot of money on on expenses that are not like important. For example, when I jo joined some incubators, I should rent uh, like monthly, um, uh, like I should rent like I should uh, rent like uh, offices for month on a monthly basis, and it and and I lost a lot of money on that and on just that point. Like you know, if I could save that. If maybe I could spend my money on buying a small house and rent it, for example, maybe it's better than uh, spend lost losing a lot of money in experimenting a new concept that maybe it's not the right business for you. Like because first years you are just learning, just experimenting, and you should have this investor mindset instead of just an entrepreneur mindset. And that's for me. Those are the three most important advices I can share with any young person or any student mm. today. So develop your soft skills as early as possible, um, get into networking and uh, give to receive uh, and don't just yeah. wait for the time when you need to join those people and most of all maybe um, develop your investment plan yeah. investment plan as early possible. as possible and the investor and save mindset. money have you read the rich <laughs> have you read the rich dad poor dad um book uh, camelia and safia mm. not yet not you know actually not yet. i did it's really good one i i recommend mm. it it made me realize because i i've always been a saver and i always had this mentality of saving mm -hmm. but it opened up my 
thinking to investing and developing mm-hmm. assets and where is the best to develop assets and in order to invest mm-hmm. so that you can have this you know circle of developing more assets investing more giving yes. more money and then push put in a side absolutely more. So right it's really interesting yeah. absolutely yeah. right yeah it's really interesting mm-hmm. work thank you for bringing that up that, yeah and i think we need a more uh financial how do you call it financial awareness and financial intelligence yes that you gotta invest you gotta save and as you said like not a lot of people mention this they would not advise you Mm -hmm. i mean the best case scenario would be your parents asking you to save but after that you know Mm -hmm. how to invest what not to buy what is a liability what is an asset what for instance like buying a house is uh more interesting than buying a car for instance Mm -hmm. yes and so on so Mm -hmm. Wow, really important. But yeah. here's my thought about corporate. I think they make us change uh, clothes, closets and everything just to keep us at the job that we are <laughs> holding because you cannot sustain that lifestyle as a as an entrepreneur on your first years. I mean, it would take you 10 years, yeah. 15 years before you get there. <laughs> yes, <true. laughs> that's a strategy, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, there you have it, girls. It's been a lovely chat. Uh, it was really interesting having you over, Camilla. Thank you so Thank you. much for joining us Thank you today. as well. I really enjoyed this hour and I really thank you for making yeah. it happen. <laughs> Same no, thank you. Likewise. Yeah, yeah. All right. I was really happy meeting you again and I wish you best of luck for your on your journey. Thank you so much, Please Sophia. keep us updated. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, stay tuned for further partnerships. I am sure about it. I feel like this is yes, my Yes, with my, with my old pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so Inshallah. much. Inshallah. So until very soon. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you. And Take care. Join the conversation over on Instagram. There's more to talk about. And we're surely going to have an extra 10 minutes. Sweet, quick talk with Camilla she doesn't know about that so (laughs) thank you thank you bye thanks for listening to our talk we had a good time recording it for you let us know what was your favorite part if you liked this episode please share it with your friends and don't forget to join the birds family on instagram please be upon you all